Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hour number two to get right with Reggie KG on your home of the Cowboys and World Series champion, Texas Rangers 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. Yes. Chris Strong holding it down for you. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The turning point for Jake Ferguson and Dak Prescott's relationship and how it has turned into a lethal combination for the Cowboys office. My conversation with the Cowboys tight end here in just a moment at Kevin Gray sports at Reg at If you want to get at us on Twitter, uh, Reg posed the question before we went to break as we were enjoying the greatness of Kevin Harlan. Uh, what was the question that you posed to the folks out there? Yeah. Who, who would you like to narrow narrate your life? I don't know why I can't say narrate. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And cause you had selected Kevin Hart. No, you selected uh, James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. I did, which is a great, Great voice. Mm-hmm. Um, great. Uh, a lot of gravitas in there. And so yeah. great answers came in on the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053. Uh, Hall of Famer Eric Nadell. Not a bad. Not a bad choice. Not a bad choice. Lee Schreiber, who uh, does Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks. A great choice. We got Bill Walton, which at that point, I don't think he's narrating your life. <laughs> Because I don't know. Throw if you've it seen down, it. big man. Throw it down. It's hard to keep Bill Walton on topic. <laughs> at some point, very much so. At some point, he would stop narrating your life and discussing his. <laughs> which you know what? I would be honored about because he's lived a very interesting one. He um, has. Continuing on, someone said Barack Obama, Ryan Reynolds, Christopher Waltz came up. Ryan Reynolds is an interesting choice. He's got a great voice, though. Are you getting the wit in there? Is Maybe. He gonna, is he going to play it straight or is he going to call it witty? That's a good question. That made me think of another Hollywood actor, though. Matthew McConaughey would be a great narrator. Matthew McConaughey came up on the all Twitch right, chat. All right, all I saw right. that one. All right, all right. Bob Costas. Sir David Attenborough, thank you. Oh, that, okay. I got to put some respect on him, even though I'm not British. I'm not really uh, beholden to that. But, you know, we'll do that for him. Uh, by God, it's Jim Ross. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. And uh, then in uh, the one that I, of course, uh Did somebody Bradshaw, say iced tea? Look, I get it. Wow. I get it. Wow. Uh, the one that I think is a fantastic one. Oh, oh, oh. Gus Johnson. Uh, uh, you know, no, oh, we got to get on the we mic. Gotta, we got to get a microphone. Can yep. you get this microphone? Uh-huh. That's microphone get, four for him. Yeah, microphone. Yep. Uh, guests in the studio. Am I on? Yeah, you are. Right. LA, yes, Lucius Alexander. What's uh-huh. happening, my man? What's happening? Yeah, so I like the IC one. Okay. You know what I'm saying? He always talk like this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Keep it playing. Uh, I like that one, but I want to go with Chuck D. Oh, Chuck D. I want Chuck D to describe my daily. Situations, you know what I mean? How would he describe what you would oh, have? Oh, I don't know. 
I don't know. You put me on the spot right there. You, but you know, I probably should have never ran in here. No problem. Well, we appreciate you that you did. That yeah, means that you appreciate you, you enjoy yeah, what we're Chuck doing. D. You Chuck know where D. you know where I would like to go. I want to go just real wild with it. Give me Funk Flex, bombs and all. Uh, yeah, yeah, bombs yeah. and all. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, I'm not playing with you right now. <laughs> My man Reggie getting up and getting ready for the show. Yeah. <laughs> Be easy, brother. Well, that's Lucius Alexander, of course, of the G Bag Nation. That, that's great. Uh, somebody, you, I think you were mentioning uh, Brad Sham. Yes. Uh, yeah, well, a, a good walk the dog probably gets you going. Yeah, for sure. Oh, man, y'all are pouring in a lot. Lots. Real quick, since y'all didn't know the Hornets announcer. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, please. Right oh, here for now, you. what's this gentleman's name? Eric Collins. I, Eric rem- Collins. I remember that okay. he's good. I just don't remember exactly what, mm. what kind of good, so oh. I'm in- interested in hearing. Okay. Humdoly D. Here it is right here. Picked up by Plumley. Here comes Rogier. He's got Miles. Ah! Wait. Yeah. What, what was that last line? Hum diddly D. Hum diddly D. Uh, okay. Actually, right. I had. I remember I had beef with old boy. Oh yeah, beef with Eric Collins. I think it's. I think it got a little, a little away from the professionalism because he's just yelling into the microphone. Oh, you don't you're like supposed that. To be, oh, you're supposed to be able okay. to control your voice and use it as a, as an instrument. Uh huh. He's just blowing out the speaker at that point. <laughs> you can't dog on Al Michaels and Eric Collins. So it just has to be somewhere in between. Yeah, some routine. Somewhere in between. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Find, find right. that. Find that nice middle space. Oh, from the eight one seven, Randy Savage. Ooh yeah, yeah. yeah. Snap into a slim gym. Oh, wow, you took it to the commercial space. We supposed to be I talking did. about Jake Ferguson, aren't we? This is much more fun. Okay, uh, real quick, one more because I find this one to be very interesting because I love his voice personally. Uh, from the eight one seven, Liam Neeson. I will find you, and I will kill you. You got a special set of skills to call your life. Yeah. I have a- <laughs> I have a special set of skills. Yeah, he's he's great. Taken, the original Taken was really good. The other ones, eh. Which one, 15? That's right. Because <laughs> there's been like four or five of them at this point. The original Taken was very, very good, though. I, I mean, look, the thing the thing that got me about like uh, Taken 4 was the, the, the idea of, one, how y'all people just keep getting taken like this? And, and two, <laughs> you want me to believe... That a 73-year-old is doing all this running Come on, man. and jumping Stop it. and fighting? Stop it. Nah, man. No. Can't believe it. Anyways, oh, we're, we were, the question came up, who would you like to narrate your life? That's why we are on this, <laughs> on this tangent at this point. Y'all keep putting in Mike Tyson. Do you really want Mike Tyson narr- narrating your life? My defense is impregnable. <laughs> I'm going to eat your heart. I'm going to eat your children. All right. All right. All right. We'll come back to some more of that later. We, yeah. We, oof, okay. Uh, I had a really nice conversation today with Jake Ferguson. Yes. Uh, Cowboys tight end who has been really, really good over the last several weeks for the Cowboys. And his emergence uh, really had me intrigued to have a conversation with him today at Cowboys media availability. And he has turned into one of the more dynamic weapons for this team. And the reason I wanted to talk to him because, you know, we've seen what this Cowboys pass offense has become, especially with CeeDee Lamb and Dak Prescott. But we know how much Dak Prescott loves his tight ends. You yes. know, Dalton Schultz, you know, playing you know, good football right now with the Houston Texans. But we thought coming into the season, could Jake Ferguson be that guy? And as of late, he has really turned into that guy. So had the conversation with him today. And let's go with cut number one. You know, I asked him about, you know, building his connection with Dak on and off the field and how that's come about. Yeah, I think uh, in terms of on-the-field stuff, you know, whenever there's something that isn't isn't quite clean or isn't perfect really in the route game or motion or landmark or really anything, uh, we're talking about it, you know. Something happens in practice, you know, it's 
it's when it, it's not our time when it's defense emphasis. I'm back there talking to them. I'm saying, hey, what do we need to do to fix this? What do I need to do better? What's going to make you more comfortable to make that throw? Or just just talking through stuff. And then um, I think off the field, it's just being myself, being, I mean, he's the leader he is, you know, and just kind of being in that follower role where, you know, he says something, it's, it's, it's my job to, you know, kind of back him up and be behind him and, and be there. And I think we're, we're taking the right steps to where we need to go. Definitely some room though to grow. I think one of the things I loved about that particular answer from him is that for a young guy, he gets the idea, look, man, I got to have my quarterbacks back no matter what. And he has been a guy throughout his career so far, his young career, who has taken the idea of being there for his quarterback on and off the field very seriously. And that has started to turn into some really nice production in terms of their communication on the field as well. And I think part of why that answer struck me too is that's been a theme for Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, Jake Ferguson, and others. We want to see maybe a little bit more of that when it comes to you know some of the other receivers. But at the same time, communication and what that means for how this offense has looked over the last several weeks now. Yeah, and I, I was going to say like the ways in which – Dak, I, I, it feels like a reach. Um, the idea is that you can almost see the off-field relationship on the field with Dak mm. and some of his receivers. Um, and obviously tight ends ends up being like a safety blanket for any quarterback. But the ways in which that CeeDee Lamb relationship is on the field feels like it's indicative of something that's off the field. And in the same way you're talking about with Jake Ferguson. And the tough part about it is like I wouldn't think that him and Michael Gallup are in any, any like bad place. But that relationship on the field is a little strained right now. And maybe, just maybe, that can speak in some ways to how the Brandon Cook situation is not popping off in exactly the way that some of us onlookers would have believed. But at, at, at the very least, without the stretch that I just tried to make, um, it is good that uh, Jake Ferguson seems to have taken the onus on himself to try and make sure that everything possible that he can do to make himself more available for the quarterback and make it as smooth, a, smooth an opportunity for him to get the ball from the quarterback um, is is nice. It's good to see him put in that effort because, you know, again, the tight end is typically a spot that goes, you know, a little bit more experience. It's at least with the Cowboys, typically a little bit more experience mm-hmm. where you can get the ball to. And so it's nice to see uh, a young buck like Jake Ferguson really, you know, grab hold of that position the way that he has. And to your point about Brandon Cooks and some of that conversation there, you know, speaking with Calvin Watkins, Cook said today, quote, I'm not frustrated, you know, in terms of his production, trusting the office, Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy, I'm sure that is something that more Cowboys fans want to see in terms of Brandon Cooks being utilized. Uh, As we continue my conversation with Jake Ferguson, cut number three here, I wanted to ask him this because we have seen over the last few games the production increase, the communication, the overall better play from him in connecting with Dak Prescott. So the question being, when did that light switch go off that you could make this offense what you want it to be? I think it started in camp and then just kind of honed in even more and said, okay, after Arizona, I said, okay, I need to do more. There needs to be a, a better approach to this. There needs to be a better, on my side of things, there needs to just be, it just needs to be better. Yeah. And um, just trying to add something to, you know, the routine, add something to what I'm doing every week. So there's no question that we're not clean on everything and um, just trying not to be complacent. And you think about that Arizona game, since that game, Dak Prescott and Jake Ferguson, 22 of 25, 258 yards and two touchdowns. Only three incompletions when Dak Prescott is targeting Jake Ferguson over the last several weeks here. And all three of those came last this past week, right? This past weekend, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles. So, 
a guy who has seven catches for 91 yards and another touchdown. Again, just another indication that for him, he's maturing and growing within this offense. And you're hoping that as that continues to grow for him, he could be a top five, top 10, top five tight end in this league, given what the Cowboys like to do with their tight ends. And Jake Ferguson clearly starting to take some of the uh, the onus in being at the forefront of what that means for that production for them. Yeah, abs- that's absolutely hope. I mean, especially when you hear the likes of Travis Kelsey when he's working out in that Kelsey camp um, talk about him and say that he sees that similarity within himself. Now, is that something that Travis Kelsey was just saying? Maybe, but like one thing that was very evident, even in the rookie season, is there's a little something here, and we've seen that continue to expound and grow. And it's good to see that the, the work on the other side of that has also come uh, with it because, you know, talent, work comes together, and hopefully you get something special. Jake, which players do you look at and want to embody as far as your game is concerned? Um, you know, I see a lot of guys. Um, I used to watch a lot of George Kittle, Kelsey, but, I mean, it's tough watching those guys because – you know, they're on their second contract, sure. so they can do certain things in their offense. They can do stuff. My line is drawn where I can't go, you know, I can't go run whatever route and go sit in the grass. Um, so there is like, there is a sort of, hey, I, I want to be my own player. I want to do everything right. Whether it's the run game, I want to be the hardest, best blocker um, with the most physicality. And then in the pass game, I want to catch every ball that comes to me. I want to, you know, create separation. I want to be that, that security blanket. And, you know, I can take a lot of different things. Um, but at the same time, I know what's right, and I know what fits our scheme and what Coach Wells wants me to do. So I'm, I'm really just trying to embody that and, and work towards that. And really a big credit to Linda Wells, the tight ends coach for the Dallas Cowboys, and the way that he has gotten these tight ends ready to play and getting Jay Ferguson to the point where, yes, there are some things that he is still growing and learning from, from a you know pass protection and a you know blocking standpoint in terms of the run game. But you could tell the commitment to the effort to get better each and every day in every practice and each and every week on the field, not just production in the passing game, but in every aspect of his game is there. And the last cut I want to play, because it speaks to some of that in terms of that pursuit of that greatness, what does that look like for him on a day-to-day basis? And he per- continues to pursue that greatness. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the question, do you want to be good or do you want to be great? And I think Coach Wells does a great job of, um, you know, hammering, in the, hammering that in my head as well as everybody else in the room's head. He'll say, you know what, you're doing good, you're doing good, but you're not doing great. So there's there's always that little bit of extra you can do, and there's always something more that you can do to, you know, make that extra step towards greatness. So there you go. Uh, I thought my, the, the conversation was extremely fascinating and really good perspective for a young guy who I think is starting to understand his place and his role within this offense, and more importantly, how he affects what the Cowboys want to do offensively, and not just through CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks, you know, Michael Gallup, but he becoming one of the real focal points uh, of this offense. And I think this Sunday has a real chance to have a big game against a secondary that isn't all that good in the New York football Giants and continue to building what he has so far this year. Uh, Jake Ferguson becoming one of the real, real bright spots for this team uh, offensively this year. And he's got a mindset of wanting to be not just good, but really be one of the best in the NFL. And that's all you can ask for from a young guy. Uh, going into his second year and beyond. So, Jake Ferguson, good conversation, man. He's one of the Cowboys' uh, bright spots, but more importantly, I think for Cowboys fans, I think really getting a good idea of what kind of player he's going to be down the road. Of course, Cowboys take on the Giants on Sunday afternoon at 325 on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network with pregame beginning at 1230 with Eric Chiafalo and Brian brought us live at AT&T Stadium.
It's the Get Right with Reggie KG right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, Joel Anderson of Slate and the Hang Up and Listen podcast is going to be joining us to talk a little college football and more next on 105.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's the Get Right with Reggie KG here on your home of the Cowboys and World Series champion, Texas Rangers 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reg Latitula, Chris Strong holding it down for you. Really appreciate you joining us on odyssey and the odyssey app the truckred.com text line 877-881-1053 if you want to get in on the conversation right now though we go to the boomer jacks bar and grill hotline and joining us live via zoom joel anderson of slate and the hang up and listen podcast and one of my favorite listens of 2023 uh, the Slow Burn podcast uh, detailing the life and times of Clarence Thomas uh, and the fact that randomly finding out that he was a Cowboys fan or is a Cowboys fan still blows my mind to this day. Joel Anderson joining us here on the Get Right. Joel, what's going on? I'm good, man. Y'all hear me on my professional setup, too. You know, It looks this amazing and sounds amazing. This is the real, the real mic and everything. But, yeah, he, you know, uh, Clarence Thomas had the Dallas Cowboys come in to film a whole, you know, public service announcement when he was working at the EEOC. So it had like Doug Cosby. I'm trying to think if if I had to start with Doug Cosby, wasn't nobody else that much. <laughs> on that. <laughs> but uh, it was like three or four of them, you know, but I think Doug Cosby was the headliner. So <laughs> that was, yeah, that was just a fantastic list. I encourage anyone to listen to that, that podcast. Joel, you sure. also did the one, you did the Tupac, uh, you did a third one, right? Was that, no, David Duke was uh, Josh, right? L.A. Riots was the third one. That's right. Um, I did the L.A. Riots one. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a lot. I mean. Fun is maybe not the sure, right word, sure. but um, but man, I love LA, man. I like writing about it and spending those folks down there, man. It's just when you when you come out here on the West Coast and you meet people from LA, it's just I don't know. I I didn't grow up out here, so it's just something about the folks down there. They remind me of Texas, but with just like a little bit of I don't know, there's a little I don't know Goya. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it ain't it ain't Sacheries. That's right. That's right. Well, I mean, well, we 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 are definitely veering away from the sports of it, but I mean, that's just great yeah, migration sorry. for you, right? Uh-huh. Like the 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 Texas to Southern California pipeline is very well documented. Hey, man, I had family in Oakland, but I don't. You all may have uh, this phenomenon, which is that you have family in California that you just never see. You'll never you heard about them. It's like, oh yeah, you got a bunch of cousins out in, in L.A. or the Bay or whatever, and it's just like. That's your family, but before Facebook, you just didn't see them. They were out there. So that's, I'm, I'm, I get, I'm that uncle now. That's what basically what I'm saying. I'm that cousin. It's just like well, I don't, you know, 
I'm out here. I'm, you know, I'm two, three hours behind everybody. So, um, but you know, we, we, there's some, there's some ways to make it worth it. That is our play cousin on the kids. That's right. That's right. Joel Anderson. Anderson. Um, That's right. Before he got into a life of doing hard hitting capital J journalism again. That's right. uh, He was a college football writer at ESPN. And so we love talking to him about college football. But one thing I love about Joel is that he has a fun spirit about him. So he can appreciate these things in the way that we want to, which is I say all that preamble to say. How just how funny is the Michigan Big Ten <laughs> infighting right now with the signs well, stealing? So, well, so no, actually, so it's not that it's funny. I'm kind of annoyed by it because mm. uh, I mean, first of all, it's just taking over so much. Like that is the it, remember it. It's getting Dion intensity level coverage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, the Dion thing is a little more fun to me. What this is about? I mean, come on, man. The, it, it's really hard to deduce who's responsible in this circumstance. And so you really like, who's reporting it? Who's at fault? It's just very murky. And then I'm just sort of dubious about the idea of how much signs, knowing somebody's signals can help you, right? Now, I mean, obviously there's a lot of coaches that say that it does. I mean, and surely they wouldn't go through the elaborate system if it didn't matter on some level, but I'm just kind of like, did Michigan really need hand signal, you know, knowing Purdue's hand signs to beat them? You know what I mean? <laughs> or Indiana or Northwestern or whoever. I mean, they play, they play two games a year in the Big Ten, basically. Yeah. So I'm like, I mean, did they really need that? The, the only other thing I have to say before I, before I end this preamble is that, you know, Michigan fans, I don't know about y'all. I kind of grew up rooting for Michigan. Some of it was the Fab Five. Mm-hmm. Some of it was the players and the helmets or whatever. But as I grew older and met people from Michigan, the Michigan fans, um here's what i want to know like why do y'all think people hate y'all so much though i mean because I, I do think that there's some validity to it but like have y'all interrogated why people hate y'all and people are ganging up on y'all and you know you all feel uh you know maligned and your your credibility has been impugned like why do you think people hate y'all y'all should they should sit in that and reflect the self-reflection <laughs> what, I, what i'm more. hearing is that joel anderson is indirectly calling all y'all dorks is what i that's what i'm I hearing mean, it's just, uh, <laughs> I mean, they're on there. I mean, it's QAnon level, uh, you know, uh, neuroses about this. Well, Ryan Day hired somebody to do that, and then uh, Purdue and Purdue and Indiana ganged up on us and traded our signs. I'm like, come on, man, just okay. Let's assume it happened. Why y'all? Y'all? I mean, the thing is, Ohio State's been better than y'all for longer, more recently. So, I mean, all of a sudden, everybody just decided, man. I hate Michigan. Let's all team up. Take <laughs> Let's down. take down big you know bad I mean? Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, we just take out. Yeah, yeah. You know they've not won a playoff game. <clears throat> all right. All right. <clears throat> Look, let him talk his talk I, I, where exactly. he has the opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. that, that was the last. That was the last high point we had. As <laughs> let me have that. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So Joel, you also play college football. We want that to be known mm-hmm. at Texas Christian mm-hmm. University here in the Metroplex. And so I'm interested in seeing, and maybe it just does not get to the level of you on the field, but it throughout this, it feels like one of the things that's been coming out at, at least to like the, the public that is not like super college football pilled is that just how prevalent sign stealing actually is before you get to the level of like technology and video. Can you speak to that? Like how, how much do you recall the idea of sign stealing in your playing days and then also your reporting days? I mean, so this is, I mean, I'll, I'll say from my playing days, which are, I mean, I should put playing in quotes. You know I mean? <laughs> Your sideline days. Oh, no, yeah, my sideline. I mean, so I do think it is useful, but I will say that I played in sort of the the, oh, the ancient days of football. I played, 
my career was over before 2000 right so i don't so there were hand signs but it wasn't nearly as elaborate the mm -hmm. offices were mm -hmm. nearly as sophisticated uh at the time and even like if you passed 20 25 times a game in the late 90s you were running a high flying offense you know what i mean yeah <laughs> and some teams just get started so it wasn't as much a part of the game back then as i would say maybe i'm being a little naive about that but as a player that's not it wasn't quite as big a deal but uh you hear about it as you get older and, and, and certainly covering the sport. And yeah, I mean, I do think that you hear about, you know, people, teams that employ people on their staff just to read hand signs, you know, the schools that have the resources. Like I doubt, no offense, Louisiana Monroe, uh, but I <laughs> doubt that, you know, they're able to send people around. You know, <laughs> I can say that about ULM because my family's from There you Monroe. go. That's My right. wife is from that very area. So when you said that to, I took that real person, I was like, oh, no, hold on now. No, no, no. Talk about that now, man. No, yeah. my, my mama, West Monroe, Louisiana. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. uh, Wachita Parish, shout out. Uh -huh. um, but, so, yeah, I mean, for the schools that had the means, they've always, you know, been able to do this and employ people to do that. And, yeah, I mean, there, so I was reading a story in The Athletic, and they interviewed 50 coaches, and they're like, well, how much of an advantage is it? And, I mean, uh, I mean, it was somewhere in the neighborhood, like 45, 46 coaches that all agreed that it was at least, like, a significant development if somebody is onto your signal so yeah i mean it obviously matters and if michigan was doing it with in such an elaborate fashion and getting um, caught right and getting caught see that's the thing right I, I i who's to say that kentucky's not doing it right sure but they were not dumb enough to 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 delegate that job to somebody that is not trustworthy <laughs> which is which which is where i think the real problem with michigan is Right. It's not about the hand sign stuff. It's about, hey, yo, Jim Harbaugh, you had somebody uh, on your staff just this year that got fired for computer crimes. Um, you 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 uh, briefly employed Bo Beckler's fail son who and then you had to fire him or have him resign because he was on there tweeting and liking things that probably wouldn't have played real well in homes uh, that you're trying to recruit. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So like to me, this is more of a failure of. What Harbaugh. kind of shop you running out there, Jim? Yeah, <laughs> right, right. I mean, the thing is, they can say, well, he didn't know, but they pay you all that money to know or mm -hmm. to at least fall on the grenade, right? Can, can we get into that real quick? Is, I, I mean, obviously, I would love to get into other college football stuff that's happening right now, but I always find it interesting whenever we get into college football or college sports scandals and the attempt at insulation of the top guy continues to be there, except – a lot of the sell of the top guy, whether they're in living rooms or uh, at boosters, is that I am running this thing top to bottom. I know everything. This is my program, except whenever it comes time for actual real life responsibility and accountability, that insulation of, well, I didn't know always comes up. Like, what do you make of that dichotomy? Oh, no. I mean, it's I mean, it's that's a very real dichotomy. I mean, I in your entire life of covering NCAA investigations or knowing about them, reading about them, I mean, have you ever heard of a coach that said that 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 said I knew what was going on and I directly implicate myself in it? I, no, I've never once. heard of a head coach that taking that sort of responsibility, which is really ironic because that is the sort of thing that they try to you know impact impart into the players, right? Take responsibility. It may not be your fault, but it's your responsibility. That mm -hmm. kind of stuff that I heard my entire life. Uh, it's just kind of funny how they're able to 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 shirk those responsibilities. So, um, yeah, man, I think that you know the the coaches. I mean, so I think it is plausible that Jim Harbaugh doesn't know or that a coach in this situation might not know. But the issue is that you you're you're intentionally employing people 
to prevent you from knowing so that you're not implicated in things that are going on in your program. To me, that sounds like if you got to do that, you're doing stuff in your program that are not above board and it should, it merits further investigation. So the thing is, if you don't know, you should have known. Right? Joel, oh, uh, go and, ahead. No, go ahead. No, go, go, I'm good. Uh, Joel Anderson and Slate joining us here on the Get Right with Reg KG here on 105.3 The Fan as we continue our fun college football conversation. Let me take it to Dion real quick because I got to ask you about this before we let you go for sure. Where are you at with the Dion phenomenon in Colorado? And it feels like it's kind of settled down a little bit because right. as my partner has astutely pointed out throughout the course of all this, hey, man, you got to continue to win for this thing to kind of continue to keep up. And right now they're not necessarily doing that at this point. Well, this is the always the sort of the flip side of the coin with Dion, right? Is that what would what would it look like for him to endure a pro, a protracted period of uh, futility, of losing? And um, one thing, I mean, so I I'm not going to pretend that I wasn't one of the people that thought that I, you know, as a TCU alum, I wanted Dion there because I wanted some of that heat, some of that energy at the program. But the thing about Dion uh, is that. He very rarely takes responsibility for what goes on. We were just talking about that, uh, you know, right? And I mean, that that goes back to his days at prime prep and everything else. It's like, I'm not at fault. You know, he, you know, he didn't take any responsibility for anything that went on down there uh, or the the violations that happened at the school that he coached at right after that either. So, um, you know, I'm worried about him now because at first I thought, mm. okay, like this is really new. This is really fresh. Um, you know, he's got a lot of energy, a lot of people on the sidelines, but I think the way that he's handled this has been all wrong. And then, you know, um, throwing your players under the bus after a game. Like, I mean, I mean, it, it, I, people were saying, you know, kids are looking at that. I don't think that's the issue. I think it's that their coaches are watching that. Their mm -hmm. high school coaches, their, eight, their 707 coaches, their parents are watching. They're, they're watching Dion say, when I have no more use for you, you know, anything goes. I could run you off. I'll run you down in the press. Say you're not good. That's not really a good look. And another part of that is uh, demote, essentially demoting your offensive coordinator, Sean Lewis, who prior to the pre prior to this, everybody was saying that was one of the revelations of Colorado. He was a great play caller. They'd gotten a lot out of a little, right? That they had they had a really productive offense in spite of some limitations on the offensive line and in the backfield. Um, and then you demote him the week after a loss. And it's just kind of like, come on, man. And then you've got to, that's again, assistant coaches, aspiring offensive coordinators, mm -hmm. they're looking at that. When there are other good jobs at play, they're looking at that. And then, I mean, you can look at his recruiting. Uh, if you go on 24 seven right now, that recruiting class, I want to say is like two spots ahead of Colorado state. Right. Wow. And so, Obviously, his plan is to work the portal, right? Like mm -hmm. he said, his, I think it was like a 40-40-20 plan, something like that, like grads, recruiting, and then tra transfers. But there's only so many transfers that go around, like good ones, right? Like Alabama wants some of them good ones, too. Georgia <laughs> yeah. wants some of those good ones, too. Texas wants some of those good ones, too. And you're going to have to make a case for them. And, they, I mean, they can look and see what's going on right now, and it doesn't look great. So, um, look. It's an accomplishment for him to have won as many games as he has. That, that we even are talking about there was a potential for a bowl game. Yes, it, the season is a success in that way. But the way he's handling failure makes me wonder if it imperils what happens in years two and three, if we get that far. All right, Joel, I got to get you on some, some college football at the very top. Um, this is a fun year because I don't think that there's a definitive team that you can look at and go, that is definitely the best team in the nation uh, without any level of debate. 
However, what is the team that you look at that you were convinced is the best team in the nation right now? This is tough. Uh, you know, I really still think Georgia, probably, if I had to guess. like That's big of you, I think Joel. They, That's real big of you. They, I he, mean, he's look, in his I, feelings because his team couldn't <laughs> beat them this yeah, past that's week. Right. Look what they, I mean, wh- who, I mean, I would be a fool <laughs> to deny Georgia's greatness, right? I would be a fool. Like I'm, you know, I may be a hater, but I ain't a fool. Um, and so I think Georgia has the highest floor and the highest ceiling of all mm. the teams left. I think Florida State. Like if they're hitting all cylinders and they're playing really well and Jordan Travis is getting it out to Keon Coleman. Yeah. I think that they're really, they maybe they're the second best team in the country potential. They could maybe beat Georgia in a game, but I also have seen them play really poorly this year. Georgia has had some not great games, but they've not had a bad game Mm -hmm. so far this year. And so I think that that says something. And I just think, you know, they're kind of ramping up. They're ramping up as the season goes along. So um, I, I don't think they're great. I don't think they're as good as the previous two years, but they don't have to be to win the national championship this year, I think. Joel, tell the folks that they can find it. What you got going on these days, man? Man, I'm just writing, man. I'm back at Slate.com uh, writing and coming up with some ideas for some podcasts to come. I just did some stuff on the uh, Tupac, uh, you know, the the arrest in the Tupac case and, uh, you know, covering the guy that has uh, been implicated in that murder for the last By himself years, so. for 10 years. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it don't make no sense. In the story, I talk about how I talked to Keefe D. Yes. Uh, in the, it, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, you know, he's an interesting dude. Um, uh, and, but anyway, so, yeah. So it, I mean, this is crazy. You all had me on. We were talking about anything. We ended up talking about the dude that's implicated in the murder of Tupac, right? Uh, I, that's why I love coming on with y'all. But, yes, anyway. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm working on some stuff and uh, just kind of coming up with some podcast ideas. And that's about it. And also, I want you to know. The people do appreciate you because on the text line from the 817, you got to ask him about being the fastest 10-year-old in the country. So the, the people know about your bona fides, and they still want you to oh. talk about him to these days. Oh, they still? I mean, I know I want to bore y'all with it, but yeah, I was great. <laughs> I was uh, it was my first year track. I got recruited at a, at, a, at a elementary school meet. They brought me out. The first track meet, I ran in 100. I was I got like second place in my heat. And by the end of the year, yeah, I mean, I was... I. I was a national champion, dog. And it took me four or five months. I was, I was, wow. I could go, man. I, you know, I was, you know, in my day, man, I had a little something, something. And if it, it wasn't for Ladanian Thompson, if it wasn't for him. Bro. Look, man, you know, or Hazel <laughs> Mitchell or Charles Jones, my boy Charles Jones, who uh, still is there in Fort Worth, shout out, you know, all them dudes. But yeah, man, man, you look, you, I mean, the one thing about it, and I hope all these kids are listening. It ain't about where you ate at 10, it's where you at when you're 18. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Joel, appreciate the time as always, my man. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. Anytime, brothers. There it goes. Joel Anderson of Slate. Good enough to join us here on the Get Right. You can find him on Twitter at by Joel Anderson. The Hang Up and Listen podcast, the Slow Burn podcast. Terrific writer, commentator, uh, just all around good guy. And TCU, proud TCU Horn Frog. Sometimes. <laughs> Except when they be embarrassing him in front of public. Sometimes hey, sometimes hey, it gets a little less proud. In front of company. He's, That's right. he's still a TCU alum, even in those instances. What do you do during an awful primetime game, Chicago and Carolina? <laughs> we'll answer that question next in the get right. What do you do during an awful primetime game? That's a simple question here. On the get right, we're Reggie KG here on your home of the Cowboys and World Series champion, Texas Rangers 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. 
Chris Strong holding it down for you. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app coming up at the top of the hour. Some midseason quarterback questions, including this one about one rain Dakota Prescott. Make Before sure- we move any further, yep. I do want to give an update because I've been slacking on my pimping. So you know who hasn't <laughs> been slapping on, slacking on her pimping? The Dallas Stars. Stars! They lead 4-2 to two against the Columbus Blue Jackets. That's on ESPN+, Plus, which is frustrating the living you-know-what out of me. But they are in the third period with about uh, 11 minutes to go, currently with a two-goal lead. All right. Who are the uh, goal st- scorers tonight for uh, – um, I know that said Marchman had one. Yeah, Marchman had the first goal on the mm-hmm. night. Um, I know that Matt Duchesne got the third one that okay. allowed them to take the lead over. Uh, Craig Smith got one of those, and then Tyler Sagan added the fourth one. Tyler Sagan, how so, about it? Spreading it around, letting everybody get a little bit involved with the goal scoring. And you know what? Go ahead and give me three more. Why not? <laughs> I'm not making a requirement, but, you know, you, if you could just you're back to seven. help okay. your boy out, you know? Okay. Seven wouldn't be bad. All right. Uh, it's mercifully halftime in the Thursday night game between the Panthers and the Bears. They've been doing a little bit of scoring, kind of. You're doing a lot. Am I? It's 10 to 9. That's score. That's some scoring. All right. At halftime? All right, so in theory, All right. if you double them scores up, 20, 20 to 18, that's a little bit of scoring. It's not a high-scoring game, but it's a little bit of scoring. But if you also took away LeBron's, you know, couple of championships, he probably wouldn't be an all-time great either. But that's a different thing. What are you What are you doing? I'm just talking about on pace. I'm taking the opportunity pace. to dunk on that take is what I just did. No, that's just on pace. Like, they're on pace through <laughs> halftime, a scoring a total of what, 38 points? That's, really? not a, that's not a bad, that's that not what? a bad total. You That's see, not a bad toll. He's projecting theoretical scores as if. Okay, I kind of agree with Rich here. Oh, I mean, right. Oh, right. Because what was the over-under? Like 28? Like what was the over-under for this game? It's it's, me, cool. it's over the expectation. Yeah, like, so, and look, I don't know. they there very we well could not get there. I, I'm I'm being very clear. 39 I, and a half. Yeah, they're, they're getting right. close. They're, getting, Which, they're on pace. Here's how pathetic that is. The over-under being 39 and a half. The Cowboys-Giants game over under 38 and a half. And they're expecting the Cowboys to do that by themselves. Vegas just told y'all they think that the Panthers and the Bears will combine for more points in a game than the Giants and the Cowboys. It's pathetic. And you're right. They believe the Cowboys can score a majority of those points. By the way, I like what you're doing with this bet here. I don't know what this is, but I like this. This is Lil Sims. Gorilla. I like this. It's tough. I'll send it to you. Okay, thank you. I appreciate Mm -hmm, that. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Um, Shout out to Mexico, by the way. Hawks and... uh, Oh, I forget this is part of the Mexico City game. Yeah. Oh, there's only a single Mexico City game. Yeah, Hawks and Magic in Mexico City tonight. How about that? I was about to say, like, they exported them a pretty decent game. They were like, we can't send you our best, (laughs) but we'll get you you a decent one. Don't worry about it. You can watch a young star in Palo Bancaro. Good player. Trey Young will shoot shots from very far out. It'll be great. And take a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the 972, no over, no over under will ever be under 38. Hmm. Okay. Uh, the question is, what do you do when it's an awful primetime? Because, game? Bubba, you might, have to, you might have to lean into that this weekend as obviously Thursday night football is 1-7 Panthers versus 2-7 Bears. Uh, you've got... Sunday night football, which is four and four Jets versus four and five Raiders, which um, the Ugh. quarterback matchup in that is Zach Wilson and Aiden O'Connell. I know that that's what you were looking Ugh. forward to. Monday night football is three and five Broncos and the five and four Bills. Are we to the point where we can start flexing these games? 
Are we at the point in the regular season where we, right. we can start doing that now? You should be able to flex uh, at least some of these games. I don't remember all the rules because I'm sorry. I'm yeah, just not gonna. Either. I'm not gonna go look up the rules. I just on remember when you, you have to flex. get to a certain point of the regular season um, to then start being able to have the opportunity to flex games, and they're not doing it. That's nasty work. And so. Uh, what happens when you look up and you go, oh, this is the only game on and it's not good? Where, what do you, where is your go-to? Because I'm always intrigued. I, be, being someone who's in this job, I try not to completely move away from it because also <laughs> I had the privilege of having multiple TVs. So I'm like, I could put it over here. So that if something happens, I could look at it. Uh, like you remember that one time when the Vikings got down by a billion, a bajillion <laughs> points to the, to the Colts? The Colts. And everybody was like, I'm done with this. That was I, on a Saturday. I moved that. Good God, that was on a Saturday. That was on a Saturday. I moved that over to like the third TV over there, and I was like, I'm not paying attention to this no more. And then they, and then you know, the Vikings did that thing where they started coming back. Right. Um, and so like I could kind of see it, but at that point, I went to do other things. So I'm very interested. What other things do y'all go to do when it's just like, look, or do you stick with it? Are you just the person that's like, I sat down to watch football, and thus, you know. Dag nabbit, I'm gonna watch football. Oh no, I have some self respect for myself. Okay, very okay? good. Look, like, man, some yeah, some, some people don't. I don't want to say it like that, but like, okay. I'm a big enough sports fan to where I'll find something. Like you know, I'll go to NBA. You go watch some pickleball. I might, <laughs> if the names are big enough. Like we saw the other night, I, I might. I'll give it like half a second of attention. But it's just it's so tough because there's so much content to consume. That if you're going to try to make this worthwhile for me to watch, make something worthwhile for me to watch. And Carolina, and for tonight's example, Carolina and Chicago, that ain't it for me. Can't oh. do it. Okay, so Swaggy Booties on the Twitch chat says he sticks with it. He said he's a sicko. Just not enough to watch college games, which makes me wonder, which college games? Like, not enough to watch any college game? Not enough to watch, uh, you know, a group of five college games? Not enough to watch the Mac? Like, where? what level of not a sicko are you? I'm interested. Um, from the 903, they said YouTube shorts, which in essence, I feel like you watch a TikTok or Instagram. Like, Instagram you just went reels. to your phone at this point. Yeah, you were just like, exactly. I will flip through on bite-sized content until my my attention span is satiated. <laughs> For the 204, I grade papers. That's real teacher stuff. Look, eventually, you got to find a place to put it. But don't you have to kind of do that anyway? Sure, but sometimes I imagine you would try and, like, pay attention to yeah. the game. Yeah, okay. Well, shout out to you, 214. Keep teaching the babies out here. Uh, for me, I'll just either like find another game or something to watch, or I'll find like a, a random movie. Like I'll go to TNT because they're always showing a Marvel movie. Oh, so you, you're going for the uh, for the Saturday afternoon special? Yeah, exactly. Usually, it's just eleven or something like that's on. That's right. I'll watch that. Like you're not going for a movie like I want to pay attention to. You're going for a movie that if I fall asleep, it's oh, it's, it's a okay. Cool. It's cool. All right, fantastic. Yeah. Hitch. Ocean's Eleven. I forgot you love Hitch. I do love Hitch. I forgot about that. There's a specific reason why I love Hitch, but Chris wouldn't know anything about that. Do you know what movie I'm talking about? I uh, know. You don't know nothing about Hitch? Oh, come on, Chris. <laughs> don't do not do this. I love that we both do reacted. Do not do this. Who's in it? I love that we both reacted like this was supposed to be in the Criterion Collection. It's not a. It's not like the best movie ever made. I'm just surprised that we have people that don't know what Hitch is. My man just asked me. Who's in it? Who's in that movie? I cannot name one. Kevin is so disappointed in you right now. My heart is breaking for you right now. Is this something? Okay, there's there's homework for me. I gotta watch it. Very much so. Wow, making that homework interesting. Um, <laughs> let's. He'll, he'll be okay once he sees who's in it and yeah, exactly. 
That's right. That's right, 808. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, you are not here for the male leads. We get it. No, nope. okay. although they were great, though, in the movies. They were uh, From the 469. I cannot stress this enough. Anime. Okay. okay. There you go. Go get your attack on All Titan right, cool. on. I feel you. Okay. <laughs> from the 808, F them kids and their papers. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. They got to get an education. Come on. We got to know if the baby's doing good in school That's or not. That's right. Come on now. Because you know what I hate? And obviously, I'm going to go back to like my college days because that's recent. Uh-huh. Is is when you go and look at that, look at those assignments, and the assignments are not put in on that grade book yet. Correct. Like I, I turned it in. I a turned week it ago. in. Damn it! You Can know, you give me a grade, please. I, I, did this, I did this work. Come on now. Two one four. I I feel like you playing. You playing with me right now. You playing with my emotions. From two one four. Paula Patton. Come on now. <laughs> what are we doing here? From the six zero one. Keep Hitch's name out your <laughs> mf and mouth. That's an elite. There you go. You got the KG clap. I knew yes. that one was going to KG clap that's, as soon as it came that's through. That's an elite one there. Um, I honestly. I see, I what try- do you do? You taking a book? You reading a book? You know, watching. You know, I won't read a book because that feels like just a little bit too much. Okay. Um, but I do try and be productive if I can. Like, I'll try and do some laundry. Okay. Um, and then because, uh, especially if it's like a Sunday night game, there's Sunday night programming that I want to watch. Like, there's some TV mm. shows. That have dropped Ooh, on the weekend. And now that we're actually getting like Buddy. All of it back now. Yeah, the, the SAG after a strike yeah. has uh It's over. It's over. Yeah. Looking forward to that. The content is returning, ladies and gentlemen. At least like the the major content. Because like y'all still y'all still on the YouTubes and the Instagrams and the TikToks. Because you know what? You know what I would be watching instead of this Thursday night game tonight if I was at home? What's that? Abbott Elementary. Oh, Abbott Elementary's back? Well, it will be. Okay, cool. I was about yeah, to say, I, did I miss it? I, I, didn't, I didn't record it. My, my bad. My wife been fiending for Abbott Elementary to come back. She loves I this show. I would, too. Just a lot of heart. It's a good show. Just cuteness. I would definitely be watching that over this garbage <laughs> For sure. Wow. Are you out on Bryce Young? Because, like, the Bryce Young thing, number one overall pick. Obviously, there's people that had some real concerns yeah. when it came to the height and everything. I'm not out on it yet. Okay. They got to put some more around him to be able to make I mean, they traded away DJ Moore. Like, come on, man. That doesn't help. Um, from the <laughs> wow, two one four. That's rude. Uh, from nine four zero. I always wondered if my teacher were drunk, hungover, or mindlessly grading papers angrily during uh, due to sports teams. This segment has provided some closure on that matter. Well, you're welcome. That's right. Nine four zero. You're absolutely welcome. One thing to remember when it comes to teachers, they're like everyone else. What? They they be out here, and then also like te- especially young teachers. Oh, yeah. When I say sure. they out here, sure. I mean it in a whole different way. Hey, man. And by the way, they building teachers a little different these days. You know, brother, what are you doing right now? I'm just saying. Be careful. Yeah, I'm, I'm be very careful. I'm going to leave that where it is. Um, Pause yeah. on that one. Yeah, just keep going. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> uh, two words for you, young man. Uh, Eva Mendez. Yeah, I looked it up. I, I assumed it wasn't Will Smith. That the, uh, <laughs> Good observation. For, yeah. He's a real Kevin James fan. Okay. That's what's happening. You know when a Wikipedia picture like does someone justice, they look really, really good in, uh, in real oh, life. Oh, that one did you justice know? for yeah, you? Yeah, even Yep. Congratulations. To this day. To this day! Coming up next on the Get Right, some midseason quarterback questions, including this one about one Rain Dakota Prescott. Next on the Get Right. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.